truth is one and eternal. Realize oneness with it in your deathless self within. The following commentary is based on the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda. It is common for people to perceive themselves according to their present realities. A person is in ill health says, I am ill. Few say, I am well. It is my body that is suffering. People in a low-income bracket say, I am poor. Only the unusual person will say, though outwardly I live in poverty, inwardly I am wealthy. Thus, when it comes to moral and spiritual development, people commonly identify themselves with their weaknesses and their mistakes. They consider it almost a sign of humility to say, I am a sinner, though in effect what this means is that they identify themselves with their sinfulness, not with the soul's power to transcend all limitations in God. The great masters, including Jesus Christ, have always emphasized the divine potential of mankind. To encourage us, they address us as children of light, not of darkness. The Bible in the Gospel of St. John, chapter 3, makes the point that our true home is not the mud of this earth, but the light of heaven. No man hath ascended up to heaven, it tells us, but him that came down from heaven. This passage continues, even so, the Son of Man who is in heaven, emphasizing that Jesus, though he lived on earth, is perceived by the eye of wisdom as conscious, even in human form, of his true reality in heavenly spheres. The way to know God is to live in godly consciousness and not to bewail our imperfection and our distance from God. Jesus said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And the Bhagavad Gita states, Seekers of union with the Lord find him dwelling in their own hearts. But those who, lacking in wisdom, seek him with impure motives, cannot perceive him however much they struggle to do so. If you want to know God, Paramhansa Yogananda said, live in the thought that you have him already. Thus, through Holy Scripture, God has spoken to mankind. I'd like to read a passage from Whispers from Eternity that Paramahansa Yogananda wrote. This is entitled, Let me feel that thou and I art one. When the sparks of cosmic creation flew from under thy crucible of love, I danced with all the lights that heralded the coming 
of a myriad worlds. I am a little spark of thy joyous cosmic fire. O thou son of life, as thy nectar poured into the little cups of human minds, filled with molten liquid of vital sparks, they thought to contain thy golden infinity in the smallest of their human feelings. In each fragile, undulating mirror of human flesh, I see reflected thy relentless dance of omnipresent power. In the lambent waters of life, I behold thy ever-steady, almighty life. Teach me, Christ-like, by the power of concentration to still the restless storms of desire raging on the lake of my mind. Stilling those waters, I lovingly behold thy unruffled face of cosmic stillness. Cause the little waves of my life to subside, that thy consciousness in me spread out to become thine own vastness. Let me feel my heart throbbing in thy heart, my feet moving with thy energy, thy breath breathing through mine, thy energy actively moving my arms, thy thoughts weaving all the thoughts in my brain. When I cry, thy soft sigh within me wakens me to thy joy. In thy playfulness, little bubble visions of thy creation float dancingly in the chamber of my dreams, which manifest in my sleep of delusion. Thy meteoric will courses through the skies of my own willpower. Make me feel that it is thou who art I. O make me thyself, that I behold my little bubble of self ever floating in thee. He can really write, can't he? (laughs) He can really pray. And this passage from Whispers and the reading that Maria gave are the reason that we are the children of light. The fact is that we were created in light and we came into this world and we got caught up in delusion. In the Western Bible, current version of Christianity, there's a lot of emphasis on sin and bad things we did. And uh, I don't know if you were raised as Catholic, but I was Catholic and they were taught that um, you're a perfect being, but you have a little spot of original sin that you got from Adam, I think, as I remember. Anyway, I never really bought it. But uh, the point was that in that paradigm, we're imperfect and we're sinners and we've got to clean up and then we can get back to the light. But in the Hindu approach that Master gave us from the Gita, we are perfect beings who are one with God and we are a part of all that is. And we've come into this world and this world is a dream world and it's permeated by Maya and we have temporarily forgotten our divine nature. We've forgotten that we're children of light. And our goal in life is to wake up to the fact that we are made of God, that we are part of God, that we are a part of that light. That is how Master presented not only Hinduism, but also original Christianity and original Buddhism and Sufism and all true religions. That we are from the light, we've become 
engrossed in a shadow show, as the Rubaiyat refers to it. But we are beings of light. We are beings of love. And Master, in this passage that Maria read, encouraged us, if you want to find God, think that you have him already. If you want to be one with God, you've got to hold in your mind that you are a being of light. I am thine, thou art mine, hand in hand forever. That's why we sing this song. Because we are part of God. So our goal, then, is to remember it. And Master emphasized over and over that we must keep our concentration on the aspects of God. A few weeks ago, we had the Inner Renewal Week. And Jotish and Davy gave a number of classes on this point. And they emphasized that as both this reading from Whispers and the Rays of the One Light emphasize, is that the stillness of God is within us. And if we can still our minds, the rational mind, and enter the superconscious aspect of the mind, and open our hearts to the constant, omnipresent love of God, we will become one with God. And that is how we practice meditation, is we still the mind, we stop the thinking process, we stop the conscious, rational process, which is finite, which is in the duality, in the maya, and instead we enter into that superconscious, unitive state of realization. We merge with that stillness within us. And in that, we perceive the constant light of God. Master said that this world is change, but the light of spirit, the world of spirit, is changeless. It's the only changeless thing. It's the only constant in the universe is God. In eight aspects of love and joy and peace and power and light and sound and all these aspects. And we use these aspects to become one with it. Jyotish and Devi gave really wonderful classes in that Inner Renewal Week. And they talked about our need to approach that stillness and to become comfortable with that stillness and then to become one with that stillness. And that stillness will change the way that maya has a a power on us. Eventually, it will dissolve maya because maya is that force of duality, the yin and the yang, the good and the bad, all these dualities. And they keep us locked in this distance from God. We're not part of God because we're sinners. We can't be part of God because of these bad things we did 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. And we hold on to the time. And Maya is the measurer. It's the time and the mistakes and when we didn't act like God and all that. But what we have to do is we have to let go of that. And we have to focus on the reality of light. And the light within us, the light in beautiful music, in beautiful singing, the light in each other, the light in goodness, the light in truth, the light in kindness, the light in peace, and not, as Master emphatically uh, encouraged us, 
don't become caught up in the up and the down, in the uh, pleasure and pain. Because when we do, we lose sight of the constant light. The light is more subtle. It's more inward. The outer light is the lights of Las Vegas, of New York City, of the big, big, outward bright lights and loud music. And the light of spirit is very soft and subtle and very constant. The music of spirit is om, very soft, very subtle. Master said that the, he described the, the inner light and he said, it's like a thousand million suns all crushed into one, but, but not glaring, gentle, gentle and soft. And he described this from his experience, obviously, since he lived in that light. The masters all live in that light always. And we have to live in that light. But he encouraged us, live in that light. There's a wonderful story that happened in 1936 when Paramahansa Yogananda went back to India. His sister Tamu and uh, his brother's wife, Sananda Lal Ghosh's wife, who's Hare Krishna Ghosh's mother, were pestering master. And they wanted an experience of God. And they, were, they wouldn't let Master go. They knew that he knew. And they wanted him to give them the experience. So Master, according to Master's version, he said, he relented. He said, okay, I will give you this experience. So he, he sent all the disciples out of the room, except Hare Krishna Ghosh. And that's how we have the story. So he sent everyone out. He said, Hare Krishna Ghosh, you stay here. He said, yes, I'll stay here. So he had them two, both of them sit down, the, his sister and his sister-in-law. And they sat down and he had them look. And he said, Hare Krishna Ghosh, they closed the blinds. I think they were at Forgarpar Road, but they were in a, a street in Calcutta. And then Hare, he said, Hare Krishna Ghosh, turn out the light. So he turns out the light. The master repeated a few slokas. He's repeated some prayers and blessed the two of them. And Hare Krishna Ghosh said that this, this gentle, beautiful light shone on these two women's faces. And Hare Krishna Ghosh just sat there. And he they went on for a while. Master just sat there in silence and blessed them. And then at the end, uh, Master omed, Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. And then he said, okay, Hare Krishna Ghosh, turn on the light. So this is the experience they had. And Hare Krishna Ghosh later, he said to his mother, he goes, mother, what did you see? What was this experience? She said, I cannot describe in words how beautiful this light is, this experience. And then she went on. And Hare Krishna goes remembered and told us the story. But this is the reality. And, and then Master said, uh, this is Bhagwan Jyoti. This is the light of God. Bhagwan God, Jyoti, light, inner light. This is Bhagwan. I give them the experience of Bhagwan Jyoti. I gave them this inner light. This is the reality of the light as the Masters perceive it. Now, I think it will help us if we have a place in our self-definition where we have that light and are that light. When you go to meditate, don't think, oh, okay, I'm, I've done it, I had the day, I did this, I've got to get back to the office, but I'm going to meditate. No, sit for a minute and relax the body and then relax the mind and let go of your duties and enter that superconscious state and feel yourself as a being of pure light and merge with that light. Do the Hong Sa technique. I am spirit. Do energization exercise. Draw in energy. Do the Om technique. Do Kriya if you know it. Or if you're on another path, practice the, the discipline that the Master has given you. 
practice your mantra, practice your breathing, whatever it is. But practice as a being of light, holding your consciousness on the light at the point between the eyebrows. Be the light and become one with the light. Open your heart. Be a being of love. And then feel divine love. Merge with that love. Because that is who you are. It will help you to feel yourself. You can't bring the conscious mind and the definitions that you have and the pressures of the day or your plans for tomorrow into meditation and then ask that God suspend all that and take you to a timeless space of love. It doesn't work like that. Jyotish mentioned that in, that, in the inner uh, renewal classes. It does, you've got to give the light a chance to fully engulf your consciousness because your consciousness is made of light. This other part of your consciousness is the maya. It's the duality. It does exist on that level. Yes, fine. But in meditation and in superconsciousness, you are pure light. You are not anything but Bhagwan Jyoti, the inner light. So go there and practice that in meditation. That's the first step. And the second step is to see yourself as a being of light and not as what you've done, not as your body. Maria read this in the reading. Not as your body, not as your, your weight, your uh, skin color, your racial, ethnic, job status, your demographic. You're not that. That's something in the Maya that you're playing the part. You're an actor. You're a beautiful actor playing the part of this person. And this is the script right now, that you're totally destitute, on the verge of bankruptcy, lawsuits hanging over. Okay, let's see what happens tomorrow. Maybe a great lawyer comes along. Maybe something happens. Maybe you win the lottery. Who knows? That's tomorrow. Now is when God's light is shining within you. That's the second step, is to see yourself as a being of light. The third step is to see everyone else as a being of light. And this was the whispers from eternity. See everyone as being of light. Everyone on this planet, every tree, every bird, every mountain is a being of light. And if you see that, if you live on that realm, you'll see them as being of light. That's all. That's how the masters see us. And, and master saw the folly of our delusion. He one time said, People are so skillful in their ignorance. <laughs> he was just observing, oh boy, they really, they've really screwed this up. God has given them this wonderful intelligence and they use it to embezzle money. Uh, that God has given them this wonderful uh, computer training and they hack something. I'm always amazed at that. I can't run a computer worth of beans. How do these 17-year-olds hack a system? <laughs> Amazing. But they're using God-given intelligence. They're just using it wrongly. That's okay. They're so skillful in their ignorance. That's okay. But they're still God. It's all light. We're all children of light. You'll eventually see that everything is God's power. All power. It's just uh, jaundiced through Maya. And so there are world leaders that invade other countries. And there are politicians that embezzle money and that do bad things. And there's criminals. Yes, but it's really the light tainted by the Maya. The light is real. The Maya is unreal. The Maya disappears. Master pointed out that if God's light is withdrawn from the world, the universe disappears. Maya is not the reality. The reality is light. 
and love and peace and joy. Live in that reality and you'll see that reality. You look at Yogananda, you look at Swami Kriyananda, you look at the masters of every religion. What do they see? They see truth seekers. They see, as Babaji said, potential saints waiting in America to be awakened. That's us, waiting to be awakened. Well, unfortunately, we can't just wait. We've got to get on it, and we've got to do some work to dispel this dream. We've got to meditate. We've got to serve. We've got to hold in our consciousness, I am thine, thou art mine. Serve, meditate, realize. It's pretty simple. And just practice that. And you see it everywhere. I'll tell you a little story about apples. So, uh, Christian and I, a couple weeks ago, were pruning apple trees. There are apple trees all over this property. And pear trees. We're pruning these apples. Now, on the apple trees, in January, there's no blossoms. There's no leaves. There's just a bunch of sticks. And we're cutting away at certain buds to make the apples bigger and all that. But all that we have is a pile of sticks. There's no sap coming out when we make the cut. The tree isn't hurt. Nothing's happening. Now, it's March. And what is happening with the apple trees? There's leaves. There's flowers. Where did they come from? they, They weren't there. They came out of wood? How did that happen? Power of God. It's the power of love. It's hidden. It's waiting. And then it comes forth. The power of love is what's animating this entire universe. Everyone in the world has the gift of free will and the power of the light within them to do whatever they can do. You as truth seekers, you as disciples, have figured out that that power is meant to awaken to the source of that power. You're turning the searchlights of the attention back in instead of out. And you're perceiving light and love and joy And the more you practice that vision, that inner vision, the more you contact that stillness, the more you realize how deeply beautiful this power of God is, the love of God is. So practice. You'll notice that people who practice any true religion are happier and happier, more and more beautiful. You can't say that of people who practice business, or military generals, or presidents, or prime ministers, or movie stars, or anything else. There's no field where there is fulfillment by those who practice diligently, universally. There are happy movie actors. There are happy businessmen. There are happy generals. But only if they're using the power of God for good, for light. Master said that With that experience of God, tranquil, unbroken thrill, eternally living, ever new peace. That is the reality of God. Tranquil, unbroken thrill. There is no other happiness that is tranquil, unbroken thrill because in the world of Maya, you have to have yay, we won, boo, we lost. You know, it's yay, I won, boo, I lost. It's, it's the ego just posing. And it's such a limitation to the vast, infinite love of God, to the omnipresence. Master said self-realization is the knowing in every atom, every part of your body, mind, and soul that you are now in possession of the kingdom of God. What a wonderful promise that you don't need to pray for it to come to you, that you just need to improve your knowing. 
That's all it is. God's omnipresence is your omnipresence. You're omnipresent. Practice that in your meditation. There's many guided meditations that both Swami Kriyananda and Paramahansa Yogananda give in which you close your eyes and visualize yourself extending forward into all space, backwards into all space, left and right, above, below, in all directions, a giant bubble of joy, a tiny bubble of laughter, I am become the sea of mirth itself. Practice that and feel that reality. And then you will see more and more that everyone that you're dealing with, every situation is God. It's love and it's peace coming to you to show you the reality in the stillness beyond the duality in this world. I'd like to read a brief passage from The Essence of Self-Realization. If I can find it, and I think I can. Isn't it funny how it disappears? (laughs) It went away. Well, I'll have to paraphrase it. Okay, I will. Uh, Master said that he was in favor of the other consciousness. And by that he meant that when you're talking to someone, feel that behind that person is the love of God. When you're working, feel that your efforts are coming from the power of God. Your efforts in business, your efforts in whatever it is. The other consciousness is the reality that's God's love that's energizing this whole universe, that in every person you meet and talk to, it's God. And some aspect of them is shining to you and speaking to you as God does because God loves you deeply and is one with you. And you're trying to learn from every experience, where is that source? Where is that stillness? Go into that stillness. Go into that light and live there. And you will see the entire universe looks completely different. Because if you look at everything from the ego, it's what can I get out of this? And that has a very small focus. But if you are instead trying to see the infinite omnipresence of God, you will find that he is everywhere and reaching out to you through all the saints and all the great scriptures and all your loved ones and all your friends and all the apple trees and the cherry trees and the oak trees and all nature and space is offering you the awakening that you are a child of the infinite. You're made of light. You've always been made of light and that you are a part of all that is. You've never been separate. Your little ego is not important. The other is important. The other is the one love of God. God bless you all.